0: Hello there and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. I'm glad that you've taken time out of your day to download this podcast. We know there are many others out there who are also broadcasting Christian-type podcasts. It is our hope and prayer that you will be edified and Christ will be glorified. And if you do like us, please follow us and share us with your friends and your family. We have many listeners all over the world. We also encourage you to go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com. Dot com all lowercase and someone did ask me a question I'll answer it before we begin the podcast why biblical question well years ago I questioned the Bible and everything and I began to ask questions and I'd write them down and I try to search them out and see if I could find those answers in the Bible and as I did that I became more and more convinced that the Bible was the Word of God Jesus is who he claims to be, that is, God in the flesh. He is the creator of all things, Uh, born of a virgin, suffered and died uh, at Calvary's cross, and three days later uh, walked out of a tomb, leaving it empty. Today we're going to talk about desiring God, desiring God. And if you have a Bible, I would certainly uh, encourage you to follow along. I open it up, and I'm going to be reading out of Second John here, and then we'll skip around a little bit, but we'll end up in Isaiah chapter 64 if you want to mark your Bible as well. Desiring God. Second John, starting in verse 4. I was very glad to find some of your children walking in truth. Just as we have received commandment to do what the Father says, now I am asking you, lady, That would be the church. Not as though I were writing to you a new commandment, but the one which we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment, just as you heard from the beginning, that you should walk in it. So what is love? Is love meaning just doing the right thing? Is love just keeping the commandments of Christ? The Apostle uh, John wrote as well as our scripture reading, but he's also going to write in his gospel account, and he's going to quote Jesus here in John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. So, is love just being patient and kind? That's what the Apostle Paul would write to his letter to the church in Corinth. Well, we dedicate that chapter a lot of times as the Apostle's description of love. It's read at many weddings, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's really a little of context for a wedding. He's writing to a church. He's writing to people who are claiming to be Christian, and he's trying to say uh, this is what love really looks like this is what love smells like when it walks and talks in the life of a christian however there's more to love you see there listeners there there has to be a relationship as well the apostle paul would later say in chapter 13 first uh, corinthians We can do all these wonderful things, but without love, it has no value. It is worthless. With love, there also needs to be a passion for desiring to know who God truly is. Who is Jesus? Do you and I, do we have a passion, a love, a desire for God? Do do we really, truly, truly have that desire to know who he is and to long for him? Yes, I do understand. There are times that we all go through that are difficult and hard. And some of us have longer uh, times of uh, hard trials and, and tribulations than others. There are times that we lack the heart that we should have. These are all normal things that every human being goes through no matter where you're at on the planet. Whether you find yourself in good times or in bad times, the question still remains, where is your passion for God? Where is the desire for Christ in your life? Where is that desire for the Almighty One? Do we really, truly love God in our, on a personal level? No matter where we find ourselves, what place uh, that we find ourselves in our life right now, whether it's a peak or a valley. I know in my personal experience it is easy to believe in the love of God when all the things in my life are going very smoothly. Or when things are going the way I think they should be. The challenge for most of us, including myself, is this. when we, we might say, well, when the chips are down, where do we find God? When everything is going wrong in our day or week or whatever, where do we find God? Do we even bother looking for him? That's probably a good question to ask ourselves. Do we show this desire for God as as we did in the days when the sun was shining and the birds were singing and everything was going as planned. Or when the day is raining with heartaches and pain and suffering, we blame God and do we walk away? The genuine sign that you and I truly desire to be more Christ-like is this. You begin to hate the things that God hates. And you start to love the things God loves. And that word hate in the English language generally has something with malice in it. But really in the text of scripture, it has more of the meaning of rejecting uh, sin, rejecting the things that God does not like. And and loving the things that God loves. Do you love the righteousness that, that we all need to be in? Or do we still love that, that sinful, rebellious nature we all fight against? The question is, if, if you agree or not, or if you feel challenged by this statement, really the question is, is this a reality in your life? Young or old, boy or girl, rich or poor, are we continuing to grow in, in rejecting sin hating that sin, and desiring to love and grow in Christ. The question is not if you want to do the right thing, or do you and I want to have a good life. You know, preaching that goes along the lines of, well, young man, you can have a wonderful life, and I see it, I see you have a beautiful wife and and children. You drive fancy cars, and your home is the finest on the block. You've achieved the highest goals in your workplace, and in your career field. Everything is so perfect in your life. However, young man, there's only one thing missing, and that one thing is Jesus. You know, when I hear preaching uh, along these lines, I... I don't know, sometimes I really do, I get upset. You can hear lots of denominational type preaching every day on the local radio stations and probably other podcasts that talk this way and and lead people to such a, a poor path, the wrong, really the wrong direction. More likely, we need to hear this, or I should say, the correct way would be to say, young man, young person... Your life is worthless. It has no value whatsoever apart from Jesus. Your life is empty without Jesus. We need to understand, too, that Jesus is not some accessory that you and I add to our lives, like if we're buying a a new car or a new house, we want all the latest electronics or whatever. Jesus... He's not that topping on top of ice cream. He's not a trophy that we can put on display or in the trophy case. You had to have Jesus, and Jesus really has to have you. If this cannot be said in your life or my life, we are lost. We are still in darkness. You see... This desire and this relationship to have with Christ. You and I can say that we know Jesus. And lots of people say that. But unless Jesus says, I know who you are, there is no relationship. Everybody can tell you who the President of the United States is or who is the Queen of England. But no those two people couldn't tell you who I am. There's no relationship there. And so the, a question is not this. Do you want a better life? Or do you really want to go to heaven? Do you really want to fix your, ma- uh, your marriage? We need to start asking this question. Do we have a passion, a desire for God? Do we have this desire for his righteousness? The question could be asked probably different ways. but Do we really just want God? Do you truly desire God? Because he is the only one who can save our soul. This is not something new for the church to declare that Christ said this. God has been claiming this for a very, very long time. Isaiah chapter 64, starting in verse 6, and I happen to have the English version for the deaf sitting here next to me, and that's what I'm going to read from. We are all dirty with sin. Even our good works are not pure. They are like blood-stained rags. We are all like dead leaves. Our sin has carried us away like wind. We do not call to you for help. We aren't excited about following you. So you have turned away from us. We are helpless before you because we are full of sin. See, everybody listening to the podcast, including me as the speaker, we we know that we're a sinner. And the problem is, is that sometimes we really do not realize how horrible and dirty we really are before god without the blood of jesus we will remain as blood stained rags these old dried leaves the picture here that's painted by uh isaiah is those leaves are they're carried away in the wind i mean they're dry they're crumbly they they rot away there's no comforting there at all. The picture is is not if the wind will pick us up and carry us away or where uh, will the leaves go into a burn pile somewhere. You see, we really need to, to let go of our sin. I'm not saying that's easy because it's not. You can't do it alone. You have to have God's help. You have to cry out to God and repent and say, you know, Jesus, I really need your help. Send your spirit to help me defeat this. You know, we we really don't always want to let go of sinful activities very easily. You know, when we sin, sometimes it's as easy as, as breathing in our own mind. Where Where is this desire for God? Again, everyone listening knows that we are all sinners. And we need to ask ourselves the question... As you study your Bible, as you go to church on Sunday, uh, what has God done to your heart? For those who uh, claim to have been Christian for many years, has God done anything in your life, any kind of anything through the Holy Spirit by reading God's Word and, and being in prayer? Do we. Now, claiming to be Christian, do we ignore the sinful life that we proclaim to God and others around us? We've all promised as Christians, many of us have probably made a public statement somewhere along the way in church or at work or in a family setting, that you really wanted to live a faithful life. To turn away from sin and that old old man... You know, and and now do do we see God being above all things in our life? Do we desire him above all things? You see, we need to understand that Jesus is everything to us or he is nothing to us. And if you can't say amen, you have to say ouch to that statement. Listeners, there there is no riding defense when it comes to spiritual matters. Our God is an infinite being. Heaven will be an infinite time of worship and serving God and, and His glory. Heaven will be full of praise and glory unto to the one who sits on the throne. Most don't even want to do that now. And for those who, who don't want to do it now, uh, they're not going to do it then. Because eternal life does not begin when you and I die. Follow along here in John chapter 17. John chapter 17, the first three verses, here is Jesus. This is a beautiful prayer, Uh, John chapter 17. You've never studied it in depth. You, You ought to really try to do that. Jesus spoke these things, lifting up his eyes to heaven, and he said, so he's about to pray here. Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, even as you gave him authority over all flesh, that to do whom you have given him he may give eternal life. This is eternal life, that they may know you the only true God in Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Verse three as I understand the wording here in this verse is in the present tense. Eternal life is now. Eternal life for the Christian began the very moment that you confessed Christ and dedicated your life. You're baptized. And eternal life with Christ can only come to those who have obeyed the gospel command. I mean, notice here in verse two, Jesus says He, he is eternal life, not anybody else. That proclaims to be that. I can't give you eternal life. Your neighbor can't give you eternal life. The preacher can't give you eternal life. Only Christ can do that. And if we can't worship. Our savior Christ here on this earth. We're not going to be able to to worship him. For eternity. We're we're not going to be able to say well. Jesus here I am. Aren't you so glad that I was able to make it here? I don't believe that will ever be allowed. Yes, he's a God of grace and mercy and compassion and all those great adjectives. But the principles of the scripture in this world, of true worshiping and having a true desire for God, is forever. It starts this moment. And I'm not sure that... We're all walking in the light if we can't worship and give glory to God. And we're we're afraid to tell people at work we're a Christian. I can guarantee everybody who at work knows where I'm standing, if, if they're listening and watching. If we only have a few peeks into heaven out of the Bible, one can really be found here in the book uh, of Isaiah. And then in the New Testament we get a glimpse of a places here and there in Revelation, and and so I want to read Revelation. Revelation chapter four, and uh, please follow along. We're going to go into chapter five here. And the four living creatures, each one of them having six wings, are full of eyes, around and within. And day and night, they do not cease to say, "Holy, holy, holy, is the Lord God." The Almighty, who was, and who is, and who is to come. When the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, to him who lives forever and ever. Verse 10. The 24 elders will fall down before him who sits on the throne, and will worship him who lives forever and ever. And they will cast their crowns before him, saying, Verse 11. Worthy are you, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things. And because of your will, they existed and were created. Down to the next chapter, chapter 5. I want to skip down to verse 11. And then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels around him in the throne of the living creatures and the elders. And the number of them were myriads of myriads, and thousands and thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And every created thing which is in heaven And on the earth, and under the earth, and on the sea, and all things in them I heard saying, To him who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb, be the blessings, and honor, and glory, and dominion, forever and ever. Notice this, verse 14. And the four living creatures kept saying, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. I don't know how closely you've studied this section of Revelation. There's a lot of teachings in Revelation, and it's really difficult for people to really figure out what's right or wrong, or who's interpreting things correctly. I would encourage you, as you read the book of Revelation, to read it, study it for yourself, and pray about it, and try to keep a lot of things uh, that you hear on TV and the radio out of your mind. But... The one thing is very clear here in verse 14 and 13, excuse me. The Lamb has to be Jesus. There cannot be anybody else who is called the Lamb in the Bible, especially the New Testament, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. That's how the gospel starts off with John the Baptist. And here the New Testament is ending here in the book of Revelation using this word Lamb, and that is deity, deity, If you go look in the original Greek language, they are worshipping the Lamb. They are worshipping Christ. And for those who do not believe that Jesus is God in the flesh, don't believe that Jesus created all things, they have never really read and studied uh, Revelation chapter 4 and 5. Very clear, in the throne room, he is being declared the creator of all things. And so do we really truly desire him? Do we really, truly desire to worship Christ for one eternal day? To give him today every thought, every word, and every ounce of energy, every breath, every tear, and every joy. Is our lives a complete dedication to the heavenly throne room and beyond this life that we call here on earth you see the choice really is completely ours yours and mine no one else can make this decision for you your parents might have been christian and you think you're a christian or believe you're a christian just because you went to church or whatever as a young person and now you haven't even bothered to open the the bible in years or are gone to a, a a good biblical based congregation and there's a lot of congregations out there that are teaching lots of things that you may not really understand or know. Or I would encourage you to pray about it and and search out a congregation who is teaching this to desire Jesus, to worship Jesus, to pray to Jesus, to honor Jesus, sing songs to Jesus, because he is God. And I know there's many people who will listen to this and balk at me, and that's fine. It's your privilege to do so. But Jesus is God. I once was told in a church setting one time uh, that when I led a prayer, I started off to Jesus, our Lord and God, our Shepherd. And after church was over, I got cornered by several people. Who said we don't pray to Jesus here. How sad. How sad that we don't pray to Jesus. And no wonder sometimes uh, this congregation really suffers sometimes. And it's really sad. I pray for them. But you see, you may start this beautiful journey with Christ. And you need to repent. You need to turn away from sin. And it's a struggle. I know. I'm human too. But you have to pray and ask God for forgiveness. Pray and ask God for cleansing. Read your Bible daily. Pray daily. The Apostle Paul will say pray without ceasing. You can pray driving down the road. Just don't close your eyes. You can pray as you commute to work. and Commute home. Or you can sing songs depending on your job. I sing all the time. There's nobody really close by that can hear me. And that's probably a good thing. It probably hurt their ears anyway because I'm so out of tune. But praise God. Sing songs of joy and thanksgiving. Ask God for help. He wants to help you. He is the only one that defeats Satan. And you need him in your life. There has to be a desire for God. It has to be a desire to know his word better. And you you have the opportunity today to, to download a Bible off the internet for free. That's all you can do. And read it. Play an audio Bible in the background of your home or in the back of the car, in the car or as you're driving home, whatever. Many people are walking around with these earbuds in their ears all the time. Nobody knows what those people are listening to. I'm not going to venture to guess what they might be listening to. But we as Christians, we can be listening to the Word of God. We can be listening to podcasts that are teaching biblical topics. And I would encourage you, To find a congregation that teaches the complete word of God. Many are focused only on end times. Many are focused only on baptism. Some don't want nothing to do with the Old Testament. Only only, only preach the New Testament. Only preach the gospel. I've heard a lot of things, folks. Find balance in a congregation that is warm, loving, caring, desiring God and his complete awesome truth. Well, as you can tell, I'm a little emotional today. I praise God and I thank God for that. I also want to tell you, uh, persecuted church. I I know where the downloads are coming from most of the time. Uh, I can go and search that out on my uh, my app that I use to post this. And I appreciate you taking the chance to listen to me. And I pray every day, several times a day, for the persecuted church and that not necessarily third, mean third world countries. That's the first thing that comes to our mind. But even here in the United States, my persecution against the truth is under fire. And it will continue to do so, and it probably will get worse before it gets better, unless we begin to pray and ask God to put people in office who allow his gospel message to spread freely, and that people who are teaching falsely uh, Would be exposed. Thank you for listening. Uh, please go to our webpage and check us out at biblicalquestion.com. All lowercase, we have a Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, and Instagram now. Uh, we're trying to learn how to do that better, so please bear with us. If you have any questions, you can email us through our webpage. Uh, you can see the links to our our social media on our webpage as well, a, a place to, to be able to support us through PayPal. Thank you for listening. Please tell others about us. I know I said that at the beginning of the podcast, but I do appreciate my listeners and those who have supported us and helped us financially as well through prayer. And we always need prayer and your help. Thank you again for listening. God bless you and you.